0: Maybe I'm crazy, but Aaron Rodgers has found his career after football.
1: Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm mad.
0: Welcome to Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. Thanks for joining us this week. Hope you enjoyed the men's and women's women's tournament this weekend. I did. It was a bunch of great competition and now some more crazy pre-draft news. Sam Darnold going to the Panthers. What is Atlanta going to do? We'll get into all of that. Mac Jones, Justin Fields, as I mentioned, Aaron Rodgers on Jeopardy. And Aaron Rodgers dropping a couple little, couple little bars about what's going on with the Packers. Uh, me and T talk about the versus battle, which was incredible. Earth, Wind and & Fire and the Isley Brothers. We'll get into all of that. But so before we get to Heller with "Witted It or Quit It, just wanted to talk a little bit about the tournaments. I thoroughly enjoyed both the men's and women's tournament over the past month. I thought it was a really great showcase for college basketball. And like the tournament's always great, obviously, but, you know, having lost sports last year, I think we all appreciated it a little bit more. And I thought the coverage of the women's tournament was tremendous. It's, it's really feeling like there's a bit of a shift when it comes to the coverage of women's sports. Um, Obviously we saw women's dominate the world cup year after year or tournament after tournament. And, you know, it's just kind of the acceptance that that led to when it comes to the women's uh, national soccer team. And I think that's happening now with women's college basketball. And I hope that that transfers a little bit into the WNBA because I thought they did an amazing job of really telling the stories and creating stars. And that's a big part of what the tournament is. And that's why so many advocates for college basketball love the tournament so much and encourage guys to go to college and not go to G League or overseas and try and like support and campaign college basketball because they think it gives you a bigger platform. Well, similarly for the women. uh, I believe it did that this year as well. I thought that uh, obviously the women's championship game was a bit more exciting than the men's championship game, but Gonzaga was just really not ready for the physicality of Baylor. So that was a blowout the whole game, but I want to congratulate Baylor and Stanford on incredible tournament runs. The coverage was amazing. A lot of great stories, a lot of great moments. Sorry to UCLA. Um, Gonzaga UCLA was just an all time game. Like, that's that's a game like the Leitner shot that we're going to remember for a very long time. I thought the tournament was amazing and uh, I enjoyed it. But let's get started with Heller and Would It or Quit It. What? We about to turn up in his What's up, Heller? What am I winning or quitting today? From the pod room.
2: The pod room, y'all. It's just me. Oh. Hopefully, the rest of us can all be in here cramped together soon, although maybe not that soon.
0: Oh, one day.
2: Yeah, one day. <laughs> anyway, um, Sam Darnold made it out of Manhattan after three years of getting hit, seeing ghosts, and disappointing his number one fan, Colin Cowher. Uh, the Jets moved the former USC standout to Carolina for a six round pick in this year's draft and a second and fourth in 2022. The Panthers are not pretty and the Jets are getting ready to start their 12th quarterback of the last decade. Joy, the Jets should have stuck with Sam Darnold with it or quit it.
0: No, definitely quit it. Definitely quit it. What? You, yeah, you got to start new. You got to. That, that, that's how it goes. For, first of all, all they the have time? to pay him. They have to pay him. Um, If they keep him and if they keep him and he's not great, then they're really screwed because they have the second overall pick this year. So no matter matter what they were going to do, they had to move on from him.
2: This is going to be either the 10th or 11th quarterback they've drafted in the last 15 years at what, what we're just moving on to nothing. Well, no, you're
0: moving on to Zach Wilson and oh. you have to pay Sam Darnold. Sam Bar- Darnold's not a rookie anymore. So he's going into uh, the years of his rookie contract where you're going to start paying him, which is what Carolina is going to do. Yeah. And if you keep Sam Darnold and you start him and he gets injured or you keep Sam Darnold and he can't beat out Zach Wilson in training camp,
1: mm.
0: then his you know draft stock plummets even more. So this is the way to go. Get him when you can get some draft picks for him. Which is what they did. Carolina was not in a position to get a quarterback. So they were aggressive, which I like. And they are still in a position to get a top draft pick. And that's what that's what they should have done. So there was no way they were, Atlanta was going to trade with them. So this was this was the absolute right move. Um, they get a guy who has a little, you know, a little scruff on him. He's a little polished. Maybe he needs a year of quarterback uh, rehab, but <laughs> this is this is what you had to do. The Jets were always in this position because they had the second overall pick in the draft. And I think that the Adam Gase uh, stench uh, needs to be you know bleached off and start anew. I don't think Sam Darnold is done. I think he has a lot of talent. He just needs to be in a better situation, which now he is, and now the Jets can start anew. Also, you have a new head coach in Robert Sala. You want to give him I a guess. good couple of years uh without the fan base freaking out and if you keep Sam Darnold then the clock doesn't really reset for Uh Robert Salah then it puts him in an immediate turn this guy around mode as opposed to oh you have a rookie contract in I mean rookie quarterback in the AFC East with Bill Belichick, with Sean McDermott, with Ryan Flores coaching against you. Uh, we don't know what Tua is, but we don't know what Cam's going to do with Bill Belichick, but it's still Bill Belichick, and the Bills are great. So now Robert Sala has an actual couple years to sink or swim, which he should, and he deserves. Okay. I think that – I don't really know what to make of Zach Wilson. Yeah. I don't know that he is the answer,
2: Mm-mm.
0: but I think their defense is going to be – substantially better with Robert Sala at the very least. And they have made some off season moves that I like as far as Carolina goes, I think they need an offensive lineman. They, they, they really kind of are set on defense. Yeah. So, um, you know, they could probably use another playmaker there, but they definitely need an offensive lineman. And so they're going to be able to get that and start, you know, rehabbing Sam Darnold and see what you have with him. They weren't going to make it happen with Teddy Bridgewater. I like Teddy Bridgewater, but he wasn't enough this year. Everyone I mean, we, Saber, saw, though, yeah. we saw what it was um sam donald's gonna have christian mccaffrey which is huge and you know he's he's in a really good situation with carolina they have some patience um that division is very interesting now obviously tom brady's in that division so we're assuming that that's how that's gonna go at least for another year or two but you know if you develop him who knows maybe you have your franchise quarterback now as far as the jets go look I don't understand how Zach Wilson jumped Justin Fields, but he has. And <laughs> one, throw. Um,
2: one throw,
0: they're they're really like seem to be all in on him because everyone is assuming that they're going to take Zach Wilson and he's the guy in New York. Now they could, you know, flip it around and take Justin Fields or Trey Lance, but I don't think it's going to happen. Certainly, there's no talk about Mac Jones. Um, <sighs> yeah, it's not. Gonna, I don't think that Justin Fields is going to. To san francisco uh, it's going to be trevor lawrence zach wilson justin fields that's going to be the order for uh, the beginning of the draft now we move on to see what atlanta is going to do at four they're really the key if atlanta trades trades back which they very well might do i think that denver has a possibility of jumping into the top four because they they need a quarterback and is, they got to be aggressive
2: that's too that's too much every point that you made is good i just think that sam darnold is a better option then whoever they're bringing in at least for the next two years and then who? you know how then
0: who's bringing in then, then the
2: jets are bringing in yeah but in it just doesn't matter
0: it's it's the money no, I know. It's, I know. It's, it's it doesn't matter what, what whether he was going to be good or not you can't bring in a new head coach and a whole new coaching staff and have the second overall pick and stick with sam darnold and he sucks then that just chops everyone off at the knees and you don't get your second overall pick back. Cause you're never going to be that bad with Sam Darnold. So it, and then you have to pay him. So it just didn't, it didn't matter like whether he's as good or not as the rookie quarterback you're coming in for the next two years, the money scale just changes everything. And the fact that you brought in a new head coach, you want to give him an actual opportunity to not only draft his guy and their guy with a new coaching staff, but also have the full time media fan base and just the scale of the nfl and contracts to actually develop him
2: every everything you're saying is making perfect sense to me i'm not disputing any of that i'm just asking you this question if you were if you owned a team the joy taylors and the joy (laughs) taylors had to choose who was going to play quarterback from them there was no draft there was none of none of the just in a vacuum do you want sam darnold or do you want sam darnold jr that little kid coming out of byu that looks like sam darnold
0: yeah but that doesn't matter because that's just not that's not real life boy it does. It's not even a fun game because it just doesn't apply. Like I wouldn't. Of course, I think Sam Darnold is better than Zach Wilson right now. Like that's this all I need to instance, hear. but that doesn't that that doesn't apply to anything. It's actually going to happen. Like in real life, you have to pay people. In real life, you have layover from Adam Gase. Like he needs a new situation. There's a lot of factors that go into it. So it's not really a fun game because right. it doesn't apply.
2: Yep. And, in, yes, and real- I think
0: yes, I think Z- Sam Darnold is probably better than Zach Wilson right now. As mm-hmm. most. Even mediocre quarterbacks are better than most rookie quarterbacks right now, but that doesn't mean anything. Like mm-hmm. they could not be. I don't think he's going to come in and be Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't. It doesn't make it. It doesn't apply.
2: I'm just. I'm just going to hypotheticals here because in real life the Jets <laughs> lose, and that's pretty much it. So I mean,
0: probably yes. Like, do do the Jets lose this trade in in real life? Probably, but I think right now it's the right move, and it was the only move they could make.
2: Yep, and hopefully, the Niners. Don't take a flyer on Mac Jones at three. All right. Anyway. um, Okay. Let's move over to baseball. talking a little uh, bats and balls and gloves. I didn't have that prepared. Anyway, uh, Major League Baseball is not for the play play when it comes to voting. And I don't mean all-star voting. After Georgia passed a law restricting access to voting the MLB up and moved its all-star game from Atlanta to Denver, Colorado. A Texas governor, Greg Abbott weighed in. His state's trying to enact similar limitations in voting and he was big mad about it. So he boycotted throwing out the first pitch at the Texans' home opener, which of course was in front of a packed house of 40 plus thousand. Ugh. <sighs> <sighs> Joy, MLB moving the all-star game was the right thing to do. Would it or quit it?
0: With it? And I, I just want to remind everyone since you know, like it's just this tedious thing that I always have to do, hmm. but sports and politics and social issues are not separate, they've always been together. Um, Jackie Robinson, anyone, anyone, Bueller, anyone, the, the, the baseball player,
2: there's nothing, yeah, he just played baseball. Impactful. I don't remember anything, I
0: don't remember pretty anything geeky about him. Yes, so, uh, you know, for, for all these baseball fans who are like, came up and found sports some things, <laughs> um, it's not how it works. And, and and MLB did the right thing. And the people who are losing out on it are, of course, the the, the people who live in Georgia, the businesses that were going to benefit from it, the, the workers who were going to make money from it.
1: Yep. Um,
0: and of course, the state of Georgia who was going to have the All-Star, there, All-Star game there, which is a tremendous thing to have. Um, And cities fight for it and they want it because it's good for the city and it's good for MLB. And uh, it should be somewhere where, you know, the politicians in that state aren't creating laws based off of lies about elections. And it's not MLB's responsibility to explain to people that this was a lie that the the election was stolen. That's not their job. If you're that stupid, then you really can't be considered. Like There are just certain people who can't be considered in life. People who are stupid enough to believe that the election was stolen are some of those people. And that's the reason why MLB moved it. And as far as the boycott crowd is concerned, um, yes, the, 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 the new legislation is targeted towards Black voters and suppressing the Black vote because that is the vote that changed the election legally,
1: yeah.
2: so man they're mad. arguing about that.
0: that that didn't happen, then you are literally not paying attention or you're too stupid to understand how elections work, neither of which I can help you with, because that's not my job. But the boycott crowd is my favorite. You guys can't stop talking about cancel culture this and this is canceled and you should be able to speak your mind and all this bullshit about cancel culture. And then the first moment something doesn't go your way, you want to what? Cancel boycott it. You it. want to boycott it. Don't worry. The irony is not lost on me. Pick a position. Either you want to cancel stuff or you don't. And here's the here's the clue, guys. Here's what you're missing. If you hmm. don't like something, you don't have to watch it. You don't have to watch it. And guess what's cool? guess what's likely going to still happen since it's baseball. People are going to still watch it. People are still going to be at, at the game. And the moment they're allowed, but- like Texas, to fill out a stadium, they're going to be there filling it out. That's how sports work.
2: Right. But if I, but if I can't hate watch it, how am I going to be angry?
0: You know, some people wake up every day looking for a reason to be angry. I'm not one of those people. There's enough reasons to just be angry that hit me throughout the day. So I'm not looking like- for extra stuff to be mad about. As far as the boycott crowd goes when it comes to sports, I don't take you seriously. I never have and I never will because you're full of If you weren't gonna watch the sports, you just weren't gonna watch or you weren't a fan. So just shut up, okay? Nobody is, it's the same thing with the NBA it's the same thing with the NFL and the kneeling what? and then the protest with the NBA. Yeah. And now uh, it's baseball. It's like, you don't, you're not a sports fan. Just say that if you're not a sports fan, just well, say that. But don't try and sit here and tell me that no, you're no, going to but... stop watching sports because something has happened in sports that has triggered your little snowflake soul. The reality is this is a new world where people have voices and people can talk about what they've been through. And we want to change. We want the world to be a better place. That doesn't mean that your life is going to be altered in any way. No one's going to steal your job or steal, Steal you can your participate or not, or raid your bank account, you're going to be fine and continue on your life just as you were, whether you're participating in this progress or not. I'm so tired of hearing about people one side of their mouth they're worried about cancel culture, the next side of their mouth they're, they're boycotting something because it didn't go the way that they like it or it doesn't align with their political views. It's it's, it's complete and utter nonsense. I don't take you seriously. Make up your mind. Stop being a hypocrite. I'm so tired of talking about it. You're not a sports fan. Nobody who's a sports fan is actually boycotting an entire sport because people far more powerful than you. By the way, only billionaires, B, Bs, B.
3: <laughs> not,
0: M, not M, not thousandaires, billionaires, only billionaires. Own baseball teams. Good luck with that. Good luck. Good luck. The most powerful people in the world, you, right? And, power on, power on, on, millions, on billions, on billions of dollars. Own baseball teams. You don't think they were consulted before the All Star game was moved? Hey, they were. They were.
2: Hey, and the and and the and the corporations that fund the stuff they're doing and and buy those sponsorships. Coca Cola said they don't like it either, y'all. So. You're going you to you go not drink Coca-Cola anymore while not watching baseball. Real it. quick, real quick, though, how it. many, I, I know you're saying like you're not a real sports fan if you say you're going to, I think you're not a real sports fan if you actually stop watching sports for one of these reasons, oh, but yeah. just just for just for the kind of fun, if you will, if there is a, a fun lane in this, what percentage of people who claimed on Twitter or to a friend or otherwise. They're not going to watch football anymore. Actually stopped watching football, right? They not, all came back. Just like my friends they didn't who go said anywhere. they're not going they to Just like my anywhere. friends who said we're not going to we're not going to follow the Las Vegas Raiders. They're following them cuz they moved to Las Vegas. It people don't go anywhere when they get canceled. They just go away for a little while. And then if they can work, if the thing they did wasn't so awful that they can work themselves back into society, they do. So cancel culture is a lie. We've already already
0: done that. There's no such thing as cancel culture. it's, it's, It's just an idea that people who want to be able to say and do whatever they want without consequence fight back against because they're being held accountable for their actions. Yep. That's the only thing, that's the only thing that created the term cancel culture. Right. Nobody actually gets canceled unless they do something to harm other people over long periods of time and are then held and, accountable so that therefore no one else will gosh, continue to work with them. Let me, you know, like people who sexually assault people. That's who has actually been canceled. Right. So there's lawfully. no such thing as cancel cancel culture, you're you're not going to stop watching sports and stop worrying about, you know, money moving out of towns and start worrying about electing officials who aren't trying to suppress the vote, which by the way, while y'all American and patriotic and stuff, (laughs) that's what this country is supposed to be about. Elections, the people choosing who represents us. And that should be made to be very easy. And just because your, your, your particular, um, a, a, official him, that Let's you go. a politician that you voted for didn't win doesn't mean that it was rigged that's not how real life works just because you didn't win doesn't mean that somebody cheated It's okay? not, that, work it's not harder, that hard pull yourself by, out by your bootstraps or whatever the f- y'all ever be talking about and work harder that's that's what's supposed to, that's what's supposed to happen right when you lose you're supposed to work harder I'm tired of all of it yep Look. baseball did the right thing and the all-star game is going to continue. They're going to continue to make billions of dollars. You're going to continue to watch, and you're going to continue to try and tell me that cancel culture exists, whilst you're trying to cancel an entire sport that's been around for hundreds of years, uh, well, not hundreds of years, but a very long time. And yeah. you're you don't have that power. Sorry to inform you, you're not yeah, that powerful. I don't,
2: I don't necessarily know exactly what bootstraps are, but I think I have a good lesson for all, all my the snowflakes out there. You know what I'm saying? Checking your privilege isn't that hard. There's a saying: either win or learn. So sometimes. You're looking at an L in front of you. That doesn't mean fight that L to the death and make stuff up and pull lies and say cancel culture. That just means learn. That's all.
0: It's a good lesson. What's up, Donnie? What's going on at high key, low key this week?
3: What's up? All right. High key. Justin Fields is the latest victim of the lazy black quarterback trope. After questions about his work ethic and love of the game just came out of nowhere this weekend. Low key, What are the chances that this is a part of some team's pre-draft smokescreen strategy? You plant a seed, a bad seed, and you hope that it falls right into your lap at number seven. Go Lions.
0: Mm. Oh, (laughs) Lions, here you go. Um, That's a little far uh, for him to drop. Look, the thing with Justin Fields, um, now listen, I don't, I wouldn't put that, well, I guess, I mean, who would, who would benefit from that though, right? Like, obviously you're joking about the Lions, but, you know, any team that's in in position to take Justin Fields is in the position that they want to be in, right? Like, obviously we know that the Jags are taking Trevor Lawrence and we're assuming, now we could all be wrong, but I mean, it's kind of a consensus in the business that Zach Wilson is going to the Jets.
3: Yeah, seems Now, I
0: think that's kind of crazy because Justin Fields has been one and two with Trevor Lawrence for like, The past two years so i think it's kind of crazy that now all of a sudden he's dropped and like there's conversations about mac jones possibly going to san francisco at number three i i don't think that that's happening but again like the only two teams that really like need to compete with each other are for those kinds of like rumors and stuff are the jets in san francisco and like if san francisco is assuming that the jets are taking zach wilson so they have their pick of trey lance or justin fields or mac jones so like what's the value in like lowering his draft stock it just doesn't it doesn't matter because those three teams are the teams that are in control as far as like the scout on justin fields i think that we 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 as the media and like fans need to take a step back in this period of time between the end of the NFL season, the end of the college football season and the draft in this like oversaturation, over-evaluation period Mm -hmm. with quarterbacks that we fall into. I think certain players, their evaluations can really change from the end of the season to draft like TJ Hushmanzada was on with us on the herd this week and he was like, you know, pro days and the combine really matter because if you are seeing the same player at say wide receiver or offensive lineman, like any other position other than quarterback, if you're seeing the same player, the exact same player, from the end of the season to that point, like that's that's not a good sign because guys should be working to get better within those weeks. Like they should be taking advantage of that time period to yeah. develop their body and become faster and like just look a little different. And maybe quarterbacks should develop a little bit too, but it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a jarring change, right? Like for the most part, you're gonna look at their tape. You're gonna look at their numbers. You're going to do be doing interviews. Like their pro day, you should nail the pro day. Like that's the base. <laughs> like you're throwing right. this air to your receivers in your building. While <laughs> no I pressure. do think there is more pressure than we assume because it is, you know, a day about you in front of a lot of scouts and, you know, coaches that you're trying to impress and coaches that you probably admire. I do think that the pro day for quarterbacks is a little bit exaggerated for other positions, I do think it's very important. So that being said, this period of time between the end of the season and the draft, we pick apart everything. We look for new information. And I understand I'm in the content business. I'm talking about the same stories for the most part every single week, very little variation and change during this time of year, because it's a lot of speculation, but that doesn't mean like you can't keep saying the same thing. Like Yes, we're looking for new content. We're looking for, you know, fans want new answers and new information. And like, there just is not new information. Like it's, yeah. it's the tape that we saw. It's what they did at Pro Day. And that's it. Like you don't just all of a sudden overnight become lazy. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that that's like exactly what happened here, but like we got to just take it down a notch with this picking apart every, Like I think Justin Fields has become a victim of being completely picked apart. As a quarterback, like he is, and was the number two guy, and at some points it was like, oh, like is he maybe better than Trevor Lawrence? No, let's see. Yeah, that question and then we go was back that to Trevor Lawrence, but he wasn't so far down. Like the fact that we're having conversation about Mac Jones over Justin Fields to me, even Trey Lance over Justin Fields to me is kind of crazy. And I like Trey Lance a lot, but I'm like, we have seen Justin Fields do it on a big scale, like high pressure, intense situations best competition and he's been great so like what am I missing here so I just think we're over evaluating it there's always some guy that gets picked apart and gets over evaluated I think he's going to end up going to San Francisco so it's not going to matter anyway but I do think we need to just like just like just dial it back a little bit
3: yeah I'm with you there but I am holding out the slightest bit of hope that uh, the Lions can pull something off and number seven he ends up Hope for something else know. donnie i don't know <laughs> <It's not laughs> Let me have my dreams <laughs> all right high key in a recent interview on the pat mcafee show last year's mvp aaron Rodgers referred to his performance this past season as quote throwing a wrench into some timelines that might have been thought about or desired low-key with all the subtle and not so subtle jabs coming from rogers his chances of retiring a packer seem to be getting slimmer by the interview
0: Oh yeah. He, he's doing something. I can't tell what it is. Colin's theory is that he's kind of putting the onus on the Packers. Like he's making it seem like I want to be a Packer for life. And like, I don't end up here. Then it's because of the Packers. It's not because of me. And maybe there's something to that, but you know, it's not the worst theory, but I just feel like he's so, meticulous like he's so smart oh yeah he's not just out here just saying stuff willy-nilly and I think it's I think it's it's interesting because it it sounds a lot like Tom Brady when he was leaving the Patriots he feels a little unappreciated you know he's because we're talking about Aaron Rodgers here like we're talking about somebody who is very much in their prime he's one of the greatest to ever do it in his prime, right now, it's the same thing with Russell Wilson. Like, I just don't get it. Like, what do what do you mean timeline? Like, the timeline is when when Aaron Rodgers is finished, he'll let us know.
3: Yeah, and then you're we ready. will
0: proceed accordingly. Like, if he's kind, he'll give us a year notice so mm-hmm. we can start making some plans. But yeah, like, how? Who is this worked for? Like, we are watching the Patriots in this scramble situation last year was a disaster maybe Mm -hmm. they'll be a little bit better this year but I don't think they're going to be like winning playoff games which for the Patriots is insane and like what was the big deal moving off from Tom Brady who just won a Super Bowl like who has this worked for so I don't I don't get how this is even a conversation like Aaron who has a timeline for moving off of you? And I think he very much believes that. And they drafted Jordan Love. So like, clearly they do. So yeah. my question is like, who in that organization is like, wow, we need to stop preparing for life after Aaron Rodgers. Like, no, you don't. You need to be <laughs> prepared for life with Aaron Rodgers yes. right now. The like, present. What are you- what are you talking about? Be here now, Ram Doss. Okay. Go listen to the podcast <laughs> and get yourself centered because this is the moment. It's like the, the what what the Packers honestly, you know, we give the we give the Lions a lot of uh I don't give them a lot of credit for how bad they are. No offense. But like the, the Lions have been pretty dysfunctional for a long time. The long Packers, time. the Packers skate by because they're not dysfunctional. They're always good and occasionally great. Right, mm-hmm, But they're mm-hmm. not as great as we give them credit for. Yeah, they have, that's a good point. In my lifetime, the Packers have had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. That's my only experience with <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. And All-time in, great. That time, in that time, both first battle hall of famers, mm-hmm. in that time, they have had two Super Bowls.
3: Yeah, that's it. Just two. The Packers I say just two as a Lions fan having two zero, zero, but still.
0: No, it's hard to win Super Bowls. It's hard yeah. to win Super Bowls. But like, man, you you should be there. Like they should be the Patriots. Like, not six, seven Super Bowls, but like you should have more and you should be putting the fear in people every time. And it's like, I think we just kind of are like, yeah, they're always great. Like, are are they? Like, they're always good. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is awesome. Like if that's a great experience to always yeah. be good, but consistently like consistently good. what are you, what are you planning for the future with, with Aaron? Do it now. Like <laughs> get some Super Bowls, spend some yeah. money. Like they get, they don't get enough credit for not being great, even though their branding would make you think that they are great and they're not, they're good, not great. Like the yeah. fact that Aaron Rodgers coming off of an MVP season is talking about, he might have slowed the timeline like who what
3: why does it exist in the talking first place about
0: there is no timeline trash yeah. the timeline whoever had the timeline <laughs> idea buy put
3: that <laughs> in Crash the garbage it.
1: <laughs> it's right
0: now stupid
3: i don't know when well when he is done and when he officially retires i feel like he has a future in game show hosting so like he's got that waiting for him that, that jeopardy jeopardy was good aaron rogers like killed jeopardy his dry wit was perfect for it so good yeah it was all right high key we are in peak mock draft season and according to several respected experts including friend of the pod daniel jeremiah signs are pointing to san francisco taking matt jones at number three low-key if the hype is true are the 49ers on the verge of making a big mistake you've already said (sighs) kind of how you feel about this
0: i don't uh i don't get it with matt jones i don't get it I think the opposite of what is happening with Justin Fields is what's happening with Mac Jones. There's mm-hmm. this overanalyzation, and now all of a sudden everyone's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold a Tick. <laughs> have we missed, have we been missing it with Mac Jones? <laughs> and you haven't, he's still an Alabama quarterback. He's still yeah. a pocket passer. He's still not crazy athletic. And he still played with the best offensive line in college football and one of the best defenses in college football and the best receivers in college football and through to the Heisman winner this year. Yeah. So, um, now listen, I don't think that Mac Jones is terrible, but I don't think Mac Jones is a first round talent and how he all of a sudden has jumped justin fields and trey lance who we've been hearing about for two years to me is mind-blowing like what did he do is he sent out some bribes or something like what is happening (laughs) what am i missing here we are still evaluating tua an alabama quarterback who did not show anything special last year he's Mm -hmm. like somewhat capable and now the dolphins are sticking with him and he was like the most celebrated spectacular college quarterback to come out of alabama ever
3: yeah and now you're talking
0: about taking mac jones like pump the brakes i don't think this is actually happening at all i think this is just some like this mac jones hype train i don't think john lynch is going to allow that to happen um I i don't know why kyle shanahan would want that but Uh, and look like this isn't me like bagging on Mac Jones like I didn't even take this seriously before we got into this period in time where we're leading up to the draft where all of a sudden like I'm like what what are you talking about Mac Jones like Mac Jones this is what we're talking about right now like when when did this happen (laughs) it was not even a conversation during the season and now all of a sudden he's like could go number three to the 49ers I don't get it but I don't think it's going to happen I think they're going to take Justin Fields uh, but if they do, man, this you know, shocked the world, and you better be right. Ooh, you better yeah. be right.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm ready to start recapping the draft as opposed to previewing it because it, it's so yeah. hard. It's all speculation. We don't know what we're talking we about. We got a it couple more like. weeks. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, then like even weeks. after
0: the draft, then we like grade the drafts, and we don't know. And then yeah. we really yeah. don't even know until oh, like no. three years after the draft, so we can like fully evaluate. But this continues. It's
3: a cycle. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hey T, what's going on in the culture report?
1: Hey Joy. So I do want to mention prayers go out to DMX um, as he has been on life support. And I know that there's been, you know, things in the news saying that he is um has very little brain function and a vegetable in, in a vegetable state. And so I'm just hoping that he pulls through because it's just incredibly sad. Uh, I saw a bunch of fans, uh, you know, outside of the hospital, you know, praying for him. So really, really just um, praying for DMX at this time.
0: Yeah, it's really, it's really sad. I mean, he's, he's been such an influential part of culture and music and uh, really sports as well. Like his, he has some anthems. And it's, it's sad to think that, you know, he could be in that state, but hopefully he will come out of it and hopefully we're, you know, going to get some good news about it soon. But yes, definitely prayers up for DMX.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, So finally, they released the full trailer for Space Jam 2, A New Legacy. And, you know, Joy, it actually looks really good. I mean, I'm here for it. I love a good father and son storyline. Love the fact that LeBron's playing himself. Like, I kind of knew that. But uh, I'm pretty stoked that he turns into a cartoon. As an adult, um, I am guilty of watching cartoons. So I think the inner child in me is like super geeked about that. I also saw like Flintstones, Yogi Bears, Scooby-Doo, and things will just take everyone like back to their their inner, like their childhood. Obviously Zendaya is the voice of Lola Bunny. I'm here for that because I absolutely love Zendaya. You know, this this film has been just talked about so much. I'm just waiting for July 16th to get here already because I'm just ready to see it at this point. (laughs) What did you think of the trailer?
0: I loved it and I'm ready to see it in theaters. Hopefully all the theaters are open here in LA. I miss going to movies so much. Um, I loved it. I, I wasn't really sure what to expect. I gotta be honest, I didn't have any expectations. Like I didn't have any visual impressions or like expectations. Like I didn't know what we were gonna see. So I was actually very impressed. Like I like all of the different elements of it. It looks like the storyline is really good. It doesn't look like it's like a carry on, like an actual sequel to the original Space Jam, which I like because it's been so long since the original Space Jam. Obviously, Michael is not in it. You're not going to have the same players that were in the original Space Jam. You're not going to have Bill Murray. So like it's there's just going to have to be different types of comedic. Influences. there's going to be different players and kids don't know who all those guys are anyway. So you're going to, this is a movie you're going to want to watch with kids. Obviously there's going to be a lot of adults that watch it because of the original space jam and because it's LeBron, but like, this is a kid's movie obviously. So how they're going to cater to kids has always been interesting to me because I'm like, kids don't watch Looney Tunes anymore. Like we watched Looney Tunes. I watched Looney Tunes. So I knew these characters and like, they were a part of my life. So kids are watching unboxing videos on YouTube. So how are they really gonna absorb this movie? But I guess kids love cartoons. So that's, that's how that's gonna work. And I thought it visually looks great. I'm definitely looking forward to it a lot more than I was originally. Like I've kind of gone back and forth about how excited I was about it because I really love the original Space Jam. Mm-hmm. But I think it's gonna end up being good. And LeBron is actually a very good actor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll so, do. I, think he'll do I don't think people
0: give him credit for like being, be actually being a really good actor. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I thought the trailer was great.
1: Yeah. yeah same. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers uh, hosted jeopardy and I think he did a great job joy. I mean, I think it was cool seeing him on the show. I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, I didn't realize how nice his voice is. It's very like calming and soothing. So I think he was a complete natural. Um, and obviously we get him, we get to see him for nine more times and he's obviously bringing in like even more uh, you know, sports fans. So I feel like it's good on, on their part for having him. But what did you think about him on Jeopardy?
0: I thought he was great. I never really know what to expect from guys in this space. I knew he was going to take it seriously. And he talked about you know, how much studying he did and how seriously he took it. And it actually reminded me a little bit of my brother. When my brother did Dancing with the Stars, I was like, how are you going to do Dancing with the Stars? Like, I've never seen you dance in my life. And now you're going to do ballroom dancing. you, You understand what you just signed up for, right? Like everyone's going to be watching you. And he took it really seriously and like really applied himself. And he did great. And so like when I was watching Aaron Rodgers, I was like, oh yeah, like that makes sense. He's very smart and he loves the show. He's a fan of the show and he didn't want to go up there and like look crazy. And I thought he was really good. Like he, he was, I watched TV shows a lot of times from a, and maybe not scripted shows, but like game shows or other sports shows or analyst shows I watch from a TV perspective because it's my business. So I'm kind of critical of like little things that the average viewer is not going to pay attention to because I know what's supposed to be happening or how that's supposed to sound or what that transition was supposed to be. And he just has really good beats. Like he, he waits really well. He's like very patient. Doesn't like rush the reaction he's very methodical I thought he was really good yeah, like his reaction you. to that um to that field goal question was really funny like it was it was the perfect reaction like don't go over the top don't give anything away um but I think I think he's doing a really good job I, I mean maybe there's a future for him you know after uh he's done with the Packers look the Packers are trying to move on from him me and Donnie already talked about this as nonsense it's no, they're not he's he's gonna play he's a lot more football left to play but when he's done if they don't have a uh host I think he's the guy he's great
1: absolutely yeah totally complete complete natural so the versus battle um was this week was wow like girl it was so good the Asley brothers and earth went in fire these icons so I see you get whole move right like these icons brought it so it was a stage just full of talent like I knew almost every song it literally took me back to like when I was a child and like hearing like grandparents playing these records. So I'm just happy that I grew up on amazing music. Ron Isley, complete mood. I didn't realize that he's 79. And I'm like, hey, hey, Zaddy. Hey. <laughs> right. I'm like, he, he, he looks, he looks great. Great. Looks great. Oh my gosh. And then Ernie Isley on that guitar, killing it, playing it from behind. I'm like, oh, you just showing out. But both. <laughs> Both groups had so many hits. I feel like this could have just went on for another four hours, but I compl- I enjoyed it so much. It was lit. they just, the verses battle just get better and better every time, every time. I need them to make it a
0: concert series. Every time we talk about this, I say it, but I need them to make it a concert series. The world is opening back up. You know, yeah. people are getting vaccinated. It's getting safer out here in these streets. Let's, uh, let's get these uh, verses on actual stages in front of everybody. It was amazing. I was vibing. I'm an old person. So I knew every song and I'm like, (laughs) I'm always talking to other people about it they're like yeah no, 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 the songs I'm like what are you talking about like this this is every sample of every song like all right. of these songs you hear in commercials all these songs you hear these new artists playing like they made them and I that's what I really enjoyed about it. it was like it was a good reminder for people like these are legends like they have 45 albums they don't even remember how many platinum albums they've had that's how many platinum albums they have it was incredible I loved it I got like a nice little bike ride in listen and vibing. It was longer than Easter Sunday church though. Ooh, I was like, okay, I don't know where y'all got the energy for this. Okay. Because this is too long. I had to check out. I'm like, all right, y'all guys can't be, I can't be here for or four, five, four, four, five hours. So I gotta go eat. It was long, but I enjoyed it. And, and the only thing I'm like, Steve, uncle Steve, we love you. Okay. But I want to hear how the song became. I want to know who it was written about I, like I want to know where they which studio they recorded in I don't need to hear about the bike trip it, like this ain't this is not your show
1: <laughs> yeah he he, he was he, excited you could tell he was he was, sitting he next was. Greatness, so he
0: was and he was the perfect person to host because he really truly has a relationship obviously with the Isley brothers and really truly loves earth wind and fire Um, But we all do. And we don't have relationships with them. So we would like to know the stories. (laughs) I was like, Steve, come on. Like we got to ask some questions. Right. Um, But I love, I love Steve Harvey. He was, he was great. He really was. Um, You know, everybody got something to say, but um, it was great. It was all around. It was like a perfect night. And I thought it was great. It was on Easter too, because I, I know people were like just vibing with their families And like, you know, when you hear music like that, it takes you to a certain place. So it was it was awesome. I can't wait until they make it into a series that we can actually go to.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. the concerts. Oh, I'm there. (laughs) I can't wait. I miss being around people I don't like.
0: (laughs) being outside which if, which if you're wondering is everybody who i didn't come with i don't really like crowds um but i'll be willing to be in a crowd uh when everything in a little while i'm not ready for y'all yet i need like a couple more months I'm done in texas tripping at these games Mm-mm. thanks so much for joining us this week on the maybe i'm crazy podcast make sure you subscribe and follow us on our social media channels at maybe i'm crazy pod myself at joy taylor talks and you can listen to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts spotify soundcloud iheartmedia app and apple podcasts make sure you stay safe and we'll catch you next week
3: maybe i'm crazy maybe i'm not Ooh!